All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. That picture of you that's floating around on Twitter right now of Salty Wally. My yeah. God. I think <laughs> one guy classified you like, like a serial killer with those eyes. I think it was Rick. <laughs> we got uh, that. Gavin, you don't have that picture, right? Eh? Do you? No. Have it? Oh, it's no, so great. It doesn't. No. Wally made sure it's gone already. Uh, oh, so <laughs> salty. Never to be seen again. <laughs> I want to thank Daryl again for making that. Uh, we might have to so make good. an adjustment on the, the serial killer look. We got to get that up soon if we have time, Gavin. Yeah, people have to see the just like the your eyes. Like you're crazy. <laughs> Were you reeling last night? The, the text thread was pretty quiet, so I was wondering what everybody was thinking this morning. Were you uh, Were you beside yourself? <laughs> I so I could see it coming, right? Like, but I can't be that upset because the like they've won nine of their last fifteen games. So let's put this in a little bit of perspective. They're going to have these games. Mm-hmm. Watching it happen time and time again, where like they used to give up odd man rushes all the time, but I felt under Jacques, they were a little more structured. 
Last night, it was just a fire drill. Every time on the ice, it seemed like a fire drill. That's frustrating. They come back. They get down 2-0. I'm like, okay, great. They got them right where they want them. They get it tied at two, and then the wheels just come off. And I and I can't blame Anton Forsberg for all of it. No, no. I, I like their start. I thought they came out hard. Like I, they, they had a good start to that game. Like the first five minutes before the first goal, kind of? Yeah, they were they were moving, and I I liked yeah. what I, I liked how they came out, and then you know the one I did a little video we, earlier this morning. I got I was working this morning, fellas. But that nice. f- the first goal, it's just first time for everything. Yeah, it's a bad decision. Timmy doesn't get it deep. Yeah, all of a sudden, Trickerin decides to he reads it as he he's caught in no man's land. He gets caught two on one. Hamannik plays the two on one terribly, and then it's one nothing. But <laughs> Second goal shouldn't have went in, um, and but you know what? We could dissect this game, but you're gonna have duds. We're going to, yeah. You can't, you can't keep. It, there's zero chance they're gonna keep playing in the clip they're playing. You, you can't, you can't withstand that. It's too tough. League's too good. It is, but okay. If you two are sitting on the bench watching this unfold, is mm-hmm. there some like words being discussed about players need to be a little bit more responsible? No, not really. Um, it's funny, like you, when you get to six three, maybe, but at five three, you still feel like you have a chance, right? You still feel like, hey, we've done this a few times, like we're we're in it. Um, but it di- it didn't really look like the and and I turned the game off with like uh, maybe six or seven minutes left. I was like, okay, well, I know what's coming now. Like at some point, Brady's gonna get a ten, and <laughs> we're gonna run the clock out. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I turned the game off right there. But the guys didn't over the guys didn't look deflated. They look like, hey, we dropped the stinker and a dud after we've been on a little bit of a run. Um, chalk this one up to um, the games that are going to happen, so to speak, and you move on. Uh, but I don't think and and the good news for them is that they get to flush it right away because they're coming back tonight, right? They got another game, so there's no chance to dwell on it. They'll go over video, but no, they're not. I mean, they might be talking about a 600 and 800 save percentage, but that's about it. Like they're not. There's not a lot of blame to go around unless you want to really. Well, wait a second. <laughs> Nobody was good. Nobody was good. Yeah. yeah I was going to like, I'm looking at the hot and cold performer today. I'm like, we could just put the whole team on the, the hot and on the cold. But yeah, <laughs> I, Tarasenko was good. Yeah. He's been good yeah. lately. Yeah. He well, was he good. I even thought this, like, the Shane Pinto line in general has been good They're, with Brady good. And, and Tarasenko. Yeah. Like in a 6 3 loss, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were. Brady and Shane Pinto were both plus three. That's pretty Gavin, good. Is, is yeah. that right? I'll tell you. I got my stats printed off this morning, guys. Yeah, they were both uh, plus two. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. they were good. So, um, like, that's not easy to do in a six-three loss all the time. No, <laughs> no, that's pretty hard to do, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you want to single guys out, you can. Um, certain guys had real tough nights. That was the worst game Chickens played as a son. Um, yeah. He was, yeah, he was horrendous, and he would, he would admit it. He's a pro, and he's going to be back tonight, and he's going to be ready to go. There's just, that's the way it goes. Hamannick's got to go back to the press box and stay. Um, <laughs> he, he, he knows too. Like he knows it. You can look at him when he's on the ice, and he's like, yeah. "I don't belong here." <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Do you think I don't, that? He just looks deflated, and he looks like he's got nothing mm-hmm. to give to the team, and his confidence-wise, it's bad. I just. I don't think anybody would disagree that he his 
his best days are long behind him. And he's nothing more than a spot seventh defenseman from here on out. If he wants to continue playing, but he's got to go back to the press box. There's, he's just not capable anymore. And I hated that. Like we've all been through that, right? You get to a place where you're, um, where you're done. And I think that takes a look in the mirror and some guys don't want to do that. So yeah. Like, and I don't think you, you're, I don't think it's personal for you at all. I I just, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I I don't know. It's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. him. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about him yeah. uh, in that room in Ottawa. So I just, and I hate that he's, I hate that he's got to go through it. We've all been through it. It's not, it's not conducive. It's not fun. And it's hard to go to the rink every day with it. Yeah, so what did he play last night? He played, uh, yeah, his uh, ice time was low last night. Is it 13 20, or 14 minutes? 14, 51. He's one thing he's usually good at is blocking shots. He's good at he, he's got he's had good. Time they had seven play. block shots last night. Jordan. Yeah, so last night he wasn't good at blocking shots. He was actually getting in front of the. He, so if you're gonna if you're gonna screen your goalie, this is the cardinal rules of defenseman. Either either box out, or you front it. Fronting means you got to block it. So when you decide to step in front of your goalie, you have to block it because he can't see it. Yeah, so, and that's what that's what happened last night on on the on actually two of the goals. Is that the Carlson goal? Is one of them right? Yeah. Yes. So again, and uh, I think uh, Pacioretty, perhaps. Yeah, went seven hole right, right through the arm. But the, mm-hmm. pr- the thing is, as the goaltender, you're Forsberg. You're just hoping that puck hits you because your defenseman has jumped out and screened you. So you you have to block that shot. So yeah, he's. I agree, Bob. He's he's struggling. Uh, J- Jacob Bernard Docker has taken his place. And if it wasn't for Zub being a last minute scratch for whatever health reasons, whatever, Hamonic's right. not playing. I, I would I would think that once everything gets sorted out here at the trade deadline, you probably see a Tyler Clavin or somebody come up and get some valuable experience for the rest of the year, and then then you don't really see Hamonic play anymore because I agree, like he's he he's fighting it, he's fighting. I remember my last year, you know, the coach X. I think I told the story. The coach came up to me, he's like, "Yeah, you don't have to play anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, just have fun. <laughs> I'm gonna just hang out with the coaches. I'm gonna hang out with the coaches for the rest of the year, and uh, we'll do a little bag skate. Me and Doug Huda, and we'll go for a beer at the. Uh, you know, it was fun. That's Hoods. I love yeah, that guy. What a great guy, eh? Yeah. What yeah. a beauty. Great D coach. I, oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, yeah. great coach. Yeah, he, yeah, he's awesome. But hey, um, to but back to your question, Rolly. The game last night, everybody is happy. But as the game went along, I'd say a lot of people, Gavin, had this look on their face as this game went along. You have the pick for us. Right there. There it is. Okay. It never gets old, though. It never gets old. Oh, I got to find a wall in my house for this. Did you get any sleep last night? Look at your eyes. Oh, it, listen. I So I went to bed at like 1 after I did some notes, and then my wife gets up at 5.30. And so I've been up since five. I'm a little, I'm a little ornery today. That's, that's a, that's four and a half solid hours. Big guy. <laughs> I'm useless without eight to nine, maybe nine I need, five. I need There's my a eight. nap coming. There's a nap so, coming. okay. Can we listen? I, we talked enough about uh, defensemen. I want to get to today's uh, hot and cold performance so that we uh, don't hey, keep talking about it. Hold on a sec. Go oh, back to the oh. picture again, Gavin, no, just for Jesus. one quick sec. What are you doing with the salt shaker there? Like you, you got like a little uh, salty rim on the glass, or just like a little <laughs> dash? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm not. So I don't. You. 
the the irony in that is I don't like salt. I don't put salt in my food. What? <laughs> no, you enough, you're, you're salty no. enough. My mother-in-law just douses everything with salt. I I don't put it in anything. Yeah, like it never comes out in my house. You get the cankles. Yeah. Cause you get the cankles yeah. with too much salt. <laughs> well, you get the little lines in your sock. All right. Are we done? No, I don't know if we could ever have a meal together. I, like, I can't wait to do a show in Nashville where I bring you guys over for a meal and we have a nice dinner. I make Wally right. sit outside. I'll have chicken fingers and fries. Bobby, you gotta, you gotta, like you, like you, you, you gotta prep your steaks first, right? You get them, you sit them out there, you bring yeah. them down to room temperature, salt them up a little bit. I, oh wait a second, I do, I do like seasoning. Like I love a good like a steak seasoning a season. on a, a rub, like a dry rub on my steak, no question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you, but I don't, uh, I don't just okay put with, like, salt. Little, like, you okay with like a little butter bath, like in some rosemary and oh, thyme? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't. If but if you brought out, uh, what's the? Is it? It's not horseradish, is it? What's the dipping sauce? Like a Bernay sauce? Oh, yes. Or a steak? Sauce. Yeah. Um, peppercorn sauce, Bernays. They have yeah, Bernays. Yeah, I don't want Bernays is more breakfast stuff. I'm trying to. I'm gonna have to think of that. It's like anyway. I don't know why we're on this coffee. Yorkie, <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking All of right. food, uh, yes. this show proudly delivered by DoorDash. Uh, get everything you need, including all the salt you need, even at the last minute. Choose what you want from where you want. Uh, double Dash on DoorDash. You can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees. So everyone can get what they want and need. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. 25% off, up to a $10 value. Zero delivery fees in your first order and you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. Offered valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. No surprise. That's not it. Uh, should be Jacob Chikrin is our uh, oh, oh. cold performer of the day. Do we? There we know. go. So under DJ, now this, like, we could have picked a whole bunch Ooh. of different stats. Uh, he is a team worse minus 14. Uh, sorry, under Jacques Martin, he's a team worst minus 14. He was just minus one under DJ. Uh, he's his point production has dropped significantly to a half a like down a half a point a game. So, uh, my wow. only point was he is he's just we talked about last night, and this isn't I, I'm not one to pick on players. He's just right now, he's not been very good over a consistent stretch, is what I think. This is this is mind blowing to me. I didn't realize it was that bad. Like the differences between the the plus minus is really telling. Um, now he has anyway. been paired with Travis Hamannick, <laughs> Bob's right. favorite oh. player. <laughs> hey man, I don't have anything against Travis Hamannick. I know. Thing. He, he's Yorkie. at that spot in his career. Um, <laughs> oh, he, he should be playing left out. So Jacob Chicker has been bad too, though. Like I'm, he's made yeah. some outrageous decisions on the pinches. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I'll let Yorkie talk more to the defensive decisions, but what I've noticed is he's, he's way too gambling confident. gambler. I was going to say he's way too confident making risky plays in his defensive zone. I don't have a problem with you making them at the blue line and down, right? When you're, when yeah. you're trying things as an offensive defenseman, but there was last game he threw a sauce pass into the middle that jumped somebody's stick and gave them a clean shot. Like just little things like that, where I'm like the rest of the D seem to be cleaning this up and he seems to be doing more of it. 
And I don't know what the cause of that is, but he's been doing it more and more consistently for me than he was under DJ. So uh, way too many passes all- awry. Now I'm curious, is it because he isn't putting up the same number of points and is trying to do perhaps too much to generate it? And two, um, like we, we, we talked about Travis Hamannick last night being awful, but that first goal, Hamannick's the only guy back on the two-on-one, regardless of how that plays. That's yeah. because his partner isn't anywhere to be found. Well, no, that's number one, because Stutzler made a bad decision with the puck. Yeah, Stutzler gets a, Stutzler gets a pass here for whatever reason, and he was... yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a little breakdown on that play. He, as a defenseman, when you see your forward come up high in the zone like that, you're expecting him just to throw it back down in the corner. And so if you go back and watch that goal too, Giroux is expecting it too. Because even if he, it's a tur- it's a bad turnover in a bad area of the ice. And then you put your defenseman, you hear Jacques talk about this all the time, puck management. And last night they didn't manage the puck correctly, defensemen and forwards. When you don't manage the, when you don't manage it correctly, bad things happen. But I, I agree. Chikrin has struggled. This is the problem when they traded for Jake Chikrin. You have three left shot defensemen that all want to be on the first power play. They all want to get points. They all play relatively the same style of hockey, and you can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> like teams aren't built that way. Like if you watch Colorado. Kel McCarr is your clear-cut number one defenseman. He's going to be on your first power play. Number two is Devin. Everybody, everybody's slotted, so everybody mm-hmm. knows where they fit. Ottawa has like an internal battle right now. Chikrin's contract's coming up after this year. He wants to get paid what those other guys are getting paid sure. because that's how the NHL works. So he's thinking, well, I got to get points, but I'm not on the first power play. And he's not thinking that way, but that's in the back of your mind. <laughs> Bobby just read the comment from Matt. Yeah. What does it say? Chicken knows what to do with the puck, like Ricky Bobby knows what to do with his hands. <laughs> Put your hands down. Did you pop that up there for us, Wally? That was good. That that's, was great. A, that's a Gavin. Yeah. So, well done, Gavin. Bobby. Yeah, if, if you're not first, you're last. But <laughs> that's not I true. like you can be second. You can be third. You can be fourth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, but hey, back to chicken. For example, when he plays his best, he just plays simple. And at the NHL, if you don't take your first look on breakouts, usually a bad thing's going to happen. I find right now, Jacob's not taking his first look. And then by the time you don't take your first look, which is the first easy pass. Smart four checkers put you into a bad area and then you turn the puck over. And that's what's happening. He's got to simplify, just play basic, and then better things will happen for him. But I, the trade, he should never have, the trade never should have happened. It was like Dorian's like, shiny toy, shiny toy. I'm going to get him. We need another guy. No, you need a right shot defenseman. Yep. Yep. No question. I think he just tripped his own mic. You're yep. out. You're out, Yorkie. <laughs> He started swinging the hands this like might, Ricky Bobby, and yeah. uh, <laughs> so I'm like, "What's he doing? This might be the best show ever now." Yeah, so we'll, but we'll move on. Yeah, um, we'll move on. We'll move on. But he's correct. He's correct. <laughs> it was, it wasn't, it wasn't what the organization needed. But I still think they, I still think they can make the trade a plus if they, if they trade him for what he's worth. Still, like he can still go somewhere at the deadline yes. and be worth something because yes. you're getting two years of him. You can recoup your assets and then some right now. So do it's, we it's, now? It's, sorry, Bob. Do we now no understand what 
Thomas Shabbat means to this organization? I really hope people do. I, I've been on the wagon. I've never left it. Um, I really hope people are starting to see just how, how perfect he is as a defenseman for this organization. I mean, he's yeah. gone through a lot of shit. Yeah. As a young guy coming in and building, he's never played a playoff game and he's stayed. Yeah. He's never once looked away to leaving or moving on. He's never once said anything negative. He just continues to come back to work and he's, and he plays hard and he's had some injuries too, but, um, and some bad games and some lean times, but just how perfect he fits the scheme and how good he is. No, I mean, this is the guy that, we're going to talk about him for the Olympic team again in a year or, um, what is yeah. the next one? The world cup, uh, four nations, four nations. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's probably on the outside looking in right now, yes, but I still think you're going to see him again in that conversation. Do you? I do. I think he's going to play himself back into that conversation. I need to see him play consistently better like he is right now for a long stretch of time. We need and to then, see him consistently playing yeah. at 22 minutes instead of 28. Yeah, good point. Yeah. It, yeah. Like If you look him up under Jacques, this 30 uh, – I don't know if he's played 30 games under Jacques. Um, he looks – I think he looks really good. And I, you can see the points are coming. Um, I'll get to it in a sec. Um, the, the only – you know what we're not talking about is Eric Brandstrom. All the why would we? Well, better. So that's the, but that's <laughs> okay. the point is that finally, like Eric, I think Eric Brandstrom has played fairly well. I know he he takes some penalties that don't make sense to me sometimes, but for the most part, yeah. when you're looking at the way other guys have played, Eric Brandstrom hasn't been so bad. It, that's not what you want to be talking about. Compared <laughs> <laughs> to all the others, he hasn't been he hasn't been terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Bernie's game. I just, um, I kind of tune out to him now because we've talked about him so much and I want him to do better, but I, I, I still think he's just going to always be miscast here. Yep. Um, I think he's, he's going to, he's going to be back in Europe um, or he's going to find something that really fits, but he just, he skated the puck better. He had a rush early in the game where he made a move to cut to the middle that I really liked. Um, He's still, again, he just does one or two things a game that really pissed me off if I'm watching and if I'm really being critical. Um, sure. One or two I, things you just cannot fathom um, but, makes sense. But we used to be, get him off the ice, Travis Hammonick type. D true, true. He's That's gotten, my point. Yeah, he's gotten to a place where you can rely on him a little bit but um, and put him out in some situations. But I just, he's he's in the Hammonick boat for me. He's a 5'6 that... Uh, you yep. know, that that could be a top four. And the more he plays, the better he plays. But there's no room for him because he's the fourth best defenseman you have that's left-handed. It just, it's just, um, you know, I I want him to play well. I, want, I actually would like to see him get traded to go see if he could do what he wants to do. <laughs> do what he wants to be or become what he wants to be yep. somewhere else. That's what I'd like to see. But he, he is playing better. So I, yeah, I understand why you would want to chat about him. He's been, he's been better. He's playing on his offside. No coincidence. He's playing on his offside, which he's comfortable, and he's playing with Shabbat. Before, under the old coaching staff, when he played with Shabbat, it was a disaster. Mm -hmm. now, now, with the new structure the team's playing with and the forwards are more responsible, he looks better out there. And I think he's. I think he makes really good plays with the puck. He can skate out of trouble. He skates onto his backhand too much. He gets angled a lot, and he throws it up the boards when he's in trouble. But mm -hmm. I... Yeah, he's he needs to two things need to happen for him. One, go to Europe and be a star. Or two, he's got to go to a a team that doesn't have any puck moving defensemen that are 
power play guys because that's you know, what he is. He's yeah. not a he's not a penalty killer. Like it's ridiculous. No, no I don't understand that either. Uh, by the way, uh, Thomas Shabbat now averaging under twenty four minutes a night uh, yeah. under Jacques Martin. Um, but Eric Branstrom kind of reminds me of Shane Gostisbehere, where a little he bit, came out. Yeah. He was just really he put up all kinds of points. I think in Philly, then he got put on waivers. He ended up in Arizona and he found his way back uh, to being somewhat successful that's why i i just think of that game like shane goss is bear for me he's pretty good in detroit this year i've watched him a lot lately yeah um, that's where he was i couldn't it, remember where he went yeah he's pretty, you, uh, it's pretty good man i skated with him in the summer i went home to uh, philly and i always there's not many players from my area um so philly and philly with the connections always been really good to me about letting me skate with their guys in the summer so i skated with him for two, three days. And I, and he was still in Philly getting ready to move on from the area. And I was like, my goodness, this is one of the best pickup players I've ever seen. Like just every, <laughs> like really? he's, and that's, that's, you said the same thing. Like you used to say Sergei Zubov or was the best pickup player ever. He just looks you off all over. Like he does all these little subtle things mm-hmm. and nobody's coming to hit you. So there's a difference. But um, I remember you, I was like, this guy, how is this guy not a 60 point defenseman every single year? It was that, it was that impressive to me. He's if you watch really good defensemen, and this is something maybe Branstrom can learn how to do. They carry the puck up, and they they can bring the puck up at a slower speed, and then they make guys come to them. And they look guys off. If you watch when Branstrom carries the puck, he's always trying to go a million miles an hour. So then when a forechecker comes at you, he's just going to gauge your speed and angle you. But the guys like the Ghost and guys like that, they understand how to slow it down, how to speed it up. Like some of the best D ever, just they get that. But that takes experience. It takes time. And you also have to play a lot. Like I don't think Branstrom's ever gotten to the into the rhythm of being a 20-minute and a night guy. Because once you get yeah. in that rhythm, the game slows down for you. He's just always battling to prove himself. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to be like that here because he's you're playing behind Shabbat, Chikrin, Sanderson, three puck movers. So now they throw him on the penalty kill. So you just continue to battle, continue to grind. But he looks better now. Guess what? Played 20 minutes last night. Uh, I hate to – I'm going to go off script here for a sec, but I'm, and I'm going to regret this later. But, Bobby, <laughs> when you were playing pickup hockey, was there anybody that was a pain in the ass in pickup – like you were like, okay, you need to dial it back. Well, Chris Neal. Um, <laughs> He's still that way. Yeah. Jason Blake um, oh, out yeah. in Anaheim. Jason we were like, Blake. buddy, slow down. <laughs> like <laughs> – what are you doing? Corey Conacher. There's, oh yeah, tons of guys. Oh, the honey yeah. badger. The honey badger. We were like, well, get your points now, Conacher. Go ahead. <laughs> but, Good old um, Corey Conacher. Interesting you bring up Ben Bishop. He was traded twice uh, on February 26th. He traded to Ottawa, by the way, on February 26th of that year. Um, uh, just because I was looking up some notes. He's going to come up here in a second. In fact, let's do it right now. Uh, Wendy's is today's did you know of course uh letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face off for those of you who want to smoke the competition wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of team building skills download the wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab the sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh never frozen canadian beef go to dailyfaceoff.com sign up to play wendy's daily face-offs or everpool to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from wendy's and the wendy's app all right so, uh, it's not great in goal this year. Uh, the Since the 05-06 season, which basically since the lockout, 19 seasons, 
The Sens save percentage at 881 is tied for the third worst in a single season. Not great. No. Now, I will point out New Jersey this year, uh, they would be seventh on this list. I get tied for, I think, fourth overall or something. Like They're right there as well again. But it's tough to win when your save percentage is this horrendous. Um, yeah, you're, you're never getting bailed out, right? Like right, and that's... Yeah, you can't win. So I looked at, so let's flip this around for a sec. Let's put a little positive spin. Um, we have page two. There we go. During that same stretch, uh, 05, 06 to now, the Sens had the single best season of save percentage with a 933 back in the 2012 13. That was, by the way, it was shortened due to the lockout to a 48 game season. But Craig Anderson, Robin Leonard, and Ben Bishop helped post a 933 save percentage. Like, by the way, that's the second best ever since they recorded save percentage in 55 56. Uh, no way, at least St. Louis wow. or so. Yeah, there's a team that's way back in the day that's the uh, second best ever recorded. That's, I mean, that's impressive. Um, to be that bad <laughs> on the first page, <laughs> you gotta work, you gotta work to be there. Uh, <laughs> man, how about those three? Like, how spoiled does people uh yeah the fans were there but not not knowing that ben bishop was going to go on to be the better goalie of robin leonard and him but you don't even know if that's true because leonard won a Vezina when he got to i don't yeah. know mm-hmm. the letter the letter was yeah. i still wanted to keep ben bishop i don't know what it was but i wanted ben bishop to to stay and because they had drafted robin and he had won them uh calder i, I think they felt they owed him yeah, I and I understand that it's somebody that you drafted, right? There's there's a different level of, I guess, loyalty yeah. when you draft someone and you want him to pan out correctly. I think Robin, to be as good as he was, had to leave here, um, and and obviously had life situations to get in order. But when he left here, he just took off. He was so good, and that system he was in New York was perfect for him. Like, just make the first save. We're not going to let anything. There's no backdoor tap ins with the way they play. So, um. And on top of that, Craig Anderson was the most underrated and underappreciated goalie in the world for 12 years. Uh, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Everybody it's... would love to see him back in the pipe to let him one softy every three weeks now, right? Is there anybody better? Is there anybody better at playing on a team that's, you know, not, not an upper echelon team of being that underdog goaltender? No. Like he, might, he might be the best of the era. Like in his oh era. yeah, like you think if Jonathan Quick wasn't around, uh, uh, who was in Buffalo? Um, Ryan Miller. Ryan. Yeah, like like Craig would have probably been, I think, given a lot more attention, right? Because he was a U.S. born goalie. I'm just yeah. trying to think of he would fall so far down the list of U.S. born goalies just based on them winning cups or them yeah. winning Vesnas and whatever. Yeah, but, he yeah. just seemed he just seemed to me like watching him because I. I was doing media the whole time he was here doing TV, doing radio. He just seemed like he, he reveled in the role of the underdog. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys screw you. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to beat, I'm, he's going against Miller or those guys. He's I'm going to outplay this guy. I don't care if he's one of Vesna. I'm, I'm the underdog. I, I love but his he, attitude, but he never showed that. Like you would just think he didn't give a shit because he just went to the rink, like outside yeah. of the room to where you guys are. Like, when we talk to him or whatever, it's like just another day, just just showing up to the rink. I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think he had a burning desire to always try and beat everybody. 
He did. And he was very quiet about it. Yeah. And he was very, very outwardly nonchalant. But this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Me knowing as well as I knew him, I knew that it, he could switch it in his mind. As soon as he got to the net, he switched everything over. For sure. Yeah. Hey, Bob, Bob it's, kind of, it's kind of a gift, Wally, what you just said there of especially being a goalie in a Canadian market of being able to portray that you don't really care that much, but you do. Mm-hmm. And yes. you watch some of these other guys, some of these other guys just get eaten up in Canadian markets. You, I really believe you got to have a special mindset to survive and thrive in a Canadian market as a goaltender. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Strong. Like, and Craig had it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he certainly did. Oh, Yorkie on yesterday, by the way, uh, it was, uh, Patrick Laleem became the first goalie in Sens history to win 25 games in a season, and you scored in that game your sixth goal of that season and your Ooh. final goal of that season. Nice. You were named third star. Jeez, six goals today, Bob. But as a demon, what's that got you? Five schmell a year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you would have done well. You put up great points. You would have done very well. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy. I played. I played at the perfect era. You, you I, I got a little bit of old school, and still got to participate in the salaries going up. And the league was fun. The league was still fun back then. <laughs> Do you ever look at at today's um, salaries and go, "Man, if I was just born five years later or something"? Not really. Like it is what it is. It's it's. Uh, I never begrudge guys for what they make. It's it's all supply and demand and it's just mm-hmm. look at that it's just uh it's the way it is you could say the same thing about the guys that played in the 70s 80s 90s it just it's like anything yeah um the guys guys all, make it because yeah. the money's there that's the way it is yep okay 
But sure, uh, yeah. Moving well, on. I'd, I'd love to make you know here. Who <laughs> wouldn't? <laughs> like, come on. Well, I don't think you were that there. good, Yorkie. I don't think you were that good. I didn't say I was, but I would. Who wouldn't, <laughs> like, to make, who wouldn't like to make eight million a year? Uh, uh, by the way, that was against the New York Rangers in two thousand and one. You had a two point night, uh, and you had a power. Oh yeah, it was a power play goal. There you go. Snipe or one T three, two, three, two win over the New York Rangers. Okay. Uh, I want to get to some positives before we get to our lock of the day, or at least a couple of players, even though I know last night was a little tough, but before we do that, uh, let's take care of some work, uh, with our good friend and big fan of the show. Let's welcome Douglas mattress to it. Shall we, uh, named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living unrivaled, unrivaled comfort and feel motion isolation, sleeps, cool, relieves pressure points, great value. Uh, loved by more than 200,000 Canadians and over 10,000 five-star reviews. Easy online ordering. Get it delivered to your doorstep, uh, usually within one to four business days. Experience their industry-leading risk-free trial, 365 nights. Risk-free. Don't like it? Just get a full refund. No questions asked. Every mattress order comes complete with a two memory foam pillows and with pillow protectors, a luxurious cotton sheet set, and a mattress protector. That's a $650 value. When you order your Douglas mattress today, and you'll do it by going to douglas.ca slash CIH, please. And as always, the show brought to you by our friends at BEI, Bonisher Excavating Incorporated, the heavy civil general contractor in both the public and the private sectors. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs, uh, including all things from equipment rentals to concrete formwork, custom crushing and screening. Uh, they move stuff. You can find them at BonisherExcavating.com, 613-432-1120. They are in the hiring process. And as always, slow down in construction zones. BEI is helping to shape Ottawa Valley. Got it. <laughs> Got nice. it in. That was, that was beautiful. That was close. Very good. Hey, Wally, that, was like Brady, that was like Brady falling over the bench in the wind. Well, <laughs> your, your Douglas mattress, read by the way, was beautiful. I, I, uh, oh, oh I Fantastic. Make, make me want to go back to bed. Um, anyhow, if you're looking for a good night out, you got to check out Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Great for the family, couples, or if you want to do a corporate event. Kids 12 and up can throw accompanied by a guardian or an adult. Uh, if you're looking to have a nice birthday party, a team building event, or just having a great night out with your significant other, then you got to visit Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. It's located at 2615 Lancaster Road. It's very safe. It's lots of fun. Requires no practice. Just come on out to a Battlegrounds Axe Throwing facility and the coaches will show you the ropes and show you how to do it safely. You can book at battlegrounds.com. All right. So uh, yesterday we talked about we were going to pump up uh, some tires on a couple of players. I know last night was a bit of an off night. However, Drake Batherson did score uh, with, I know, with, I guess the patience of a goal scorer. Yeah. Drake has played uh, really well under Jacques Martin. Like, mm -hmm. I He's got he's fourth overall in points with 20. He's first in power play points, uh, tied for second in goals. Uh, and I think his ice time is actually down a little bit. He's he's not the greatest player ever to play, I understand, but I do think he deserves a little bit of love every once in a while. Yeah, I agree. I still think he's the second most important offensive piece for them. Um, I yeah, I. I yeah, absolutely, I do. Uh, the poise on that goal was incredible. Like he's at, he's backwards yeah. at one point, which is just. Luckily, he had the time to pull it off, but it was it was unbelievable. Um, and that's exactly what, um, 
what I think serves him well going into like playoff type games is that he's got that poise, the ability to draw guys in, the ability to make plays in tight spaces that Brady has it to a degree, but it's not the same level of skill that that Drake has. Um, he's played better under Jock. It took him a second to find his footing, yep. but when when he did, he's he's been really, really a much different player. So um, it's nice to see him coming into his own again. He's he he always has kind of floated on that untou- uh, untouchable part just because of his contract for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I I really like Drake Batherson as a player. I and the the talk of flipping out Batherson, like you see people talk about him. Okay, maybe he's a guy we move. You would be crazy to trade Drake Batherson at the money he's making on that contract. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good luck finding another player with that kind of skill at that age that's that you're going to get at that dollar amount. It's almost next to, like, sure, you can find a couple examples, but other teams aren't going to trade those guys because it's so hard. Every team is up against the cap. So I, I think it's preposterous to want to trade a guy like that. And to your point, Bob, that goal, super skilled goal. And some of the plays he's been making later, lately, that mm-hmm. little flip pass, I think it was in the Dallas game, when he flipped it, he flipped it in the space so Norris could skate onto that puck and score that nice little goal, you know, a little tuck. That, yeah. play, that play in that circumstance, to have the poise and wherewithal to do that that is so tough to do i there's a lot to like about his game he's getting better defensively um and uh, yeah i agree i'd like to see him when this team does get to a playoff because he can protect the puck he's good in tight spaces when the rink shrinks i think he gets better and that's what happens when the games get tougher like he's not a perimeter player he does he operates well inside tight areas so I, i i think you're crazy if you trade this guy i think you're absolutely crazy Yep, I do too. I, I, uh, cur- currently on a three-game point streak, uh, two goals, two assists in his last three games, and a plus four. Uh, now, Yorkie, do you want the Josh Norris goal? Oh, I, yeah, it's just an example of the skill that you see Batherson show from time to time. Do you remember this one, Bob? A little flip yeah, the, flip, the flip to space play, and then yeah, um, it was a hell of a pickup by Norris too because it still had a little bit of roll to it. But yeah. That's just, yeah, number one, those two guys always have chemistry, but that's just knowing Josh is going to win a race to an area because normally if you don't put that puck deep there and get it all the way down into that corner, you're going to hear about it. So um, instead he puts it right into space. It was, yeah, it was a great, great pass, great finish, a great finish, right? To have the poise not to just yeah, yeah. shoot that off the rush. So both players, what a piece of skill there. Yeah, you want to throw it up. It's, a, it's pretty good. That's a nice one to watch. Let's have a little positivity today. I don't know if Gavin's got it, but no, it's uh, it would be nice to see those two Norris and Batherson consistently play together at a high level and figure out you know, who's because who's your, here's the play right there. Just that little flip. So good. And how about the D man there? Oops. That's he- that's Heiskinen too. That's Heiskinen. Who's a good yeah. skater. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't but just beat anybody up the ice. But look at see Josh. This is why I kind of like Norris on the wing. Yeah. If you can, if you can get Norris into some more, races for loose pucks uses speed instead of being the guy in the middle of the ice it's almost like drake would be better center because he's better at distributing the puck right. than josh i would think and josh is just you know like you right. said what the a, speed what a great pass yeah and it's nice goal. too like on that play too norris is on his offside yeah cuts in puts a leg out but 
I'd be interested. I'd interested. I'd be interested to see Norris get a little bit of an uh, audition playing as offside. Do you think he's good enough to play as offside? Pick pucks off uh, Bobby. Yeah, I do. Because it's yeah. tough, right? Yeah, it's tough, but yeah, I do. He could absolutely handle that. And then he's I'd in. Like, then I'd he, like to see it too. Then he's in a position to get use that one timer a lot more often. Get like I. I, I do think it makes sense. I do too. Like I, I would like to see it down the stretch, but that's. Uh... I'd have to take a pay cut to go over. That's what Randy Carlisle used to say. If you want to decide where players play, take a pay cut and go work in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody you, ever you say, okay, where everybody plays, just take a pay cut. <laughs> Where's Carlisle now? What's he, what's Carlisle doing now? Oh, I have no idea. I'm guessing he's up fishing somewhere. Um, I think that he was always, where, where was he from? Is it now? Was he, I don't know. He he's out west. He's, yeah. I feel like he's a western guy, but yeah, I feel uh, like he's yeah. probably just hiding out, hanging out up there. You guys keep in touch? Greater Sudbury. Oh, he's an Ontario boy. Yeah, but up north. Do we keep in touch? <laughs> no. Take that as a no. That's a hard <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to play for him when I had the thicker skin as being in the league a little bit longer. I'll say that I was not in a place yeah. in my life to handle somebody like him. Coaches, did too, you? They, Coaches know too who they like, especially back then. Like they'll leave certain guys alone because they just don't want the guy to fire back at them, and they'll just they know who they can go after. He told me he just like I I don't like young players and I don't like American players, and you just happen to be both. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, alrighty, perfect. It's wow. gonna go well. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else? And then, um, yeah, like, yeah, and then get to your pairs and make a mistake. Be like, fuck you, Bobby. Like, wait a second. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, so, is, who's your GM? Is it? It's not Berkey. It's so who's it's your Berkey GM? and then Bob Mary. So did Brian Burke draft you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So did you ever go to either one of them with and go like, like what's this guy's problem? No, I never went into those rooms. I finally went in and asked for a trade for Bob Mary. Um, right before and it wasn't right before randy got fired but i was like dude i can't do this anymore it's not even healthy like i can't i'm like i'm losing weight i can't come to the rank i'm just ejected we weren't playing well either yeah and i was like i gotta get out of here like if i if i want to legitimately have a chance to stay in this league i want to get out of here and he's like i understand and then blah, blah blah and then um after bruce came in he's like can we rescind the trade offer are you okay with that and we'll start see how this goes and i was like absolutely like i didn't want to leave anaheim ever Mm -hmm. um i loved it there but um just for health purposes i was like i have to move on like i can't i can't play for this guy every day so uh, finally randy carlisle got you to lose weight <laughs> yeah it was him yeah <laughs> randy carlisle was i will say randy had a lot of benefits like i said i would have liked to have played with him later in my yeah. career like he would have been good for me when i was in ottawa type um but he was I was really light when I played in really good shape because Randy used to weigh in every single, like teams don't do it anymore. You get random weigh-ins once a month, but yeah. like Randy was every day. Your weight had to be on the chart. And I always had to be the first one there, weigh in in front of him, write it down. Um, hey, what was it? <laughs> is what you would hear from the bike. <laughs> and he's just sitting on the bike and it's like, don't fucking worry about what it was. It was 207, it was 208. Anywhere did from you, 208 to 212, he left me alone. But if I got 213, he's like, get on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys, did I ever tell you guys a story with, uh, with the New York Rangers? Glenn Sather, he was pissed off. This was back in 
I don't know, late nineties. My buddy Dave Carpa was playing there. Carps played in Anaheim too. And uh he lined the guys up because they're playing book poorly and all the guys he thought was out of shape. So all the guys are lined up and he asked each guy, What do you weigh? Each guy answered, You get the carpa and he goes, Carpa, what do you weigh? He's like 205. He's like, You're lying. Get on the scale. He gets on the scale. He's like 218. Get on the oh, bike. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that, yeah. You can only cheat it by a couple pounds. <laughs> I wonder what happened, eh? The weigh-ins. The weigh-ins just went away, eh? Because I remember doing that every day. It was just so, like, come on. Like, what are we doing this for? Every day. Every single day. And then once a week. Well, no. I shouldn't say that. Every week, every often, he would make body fat checks come out, like, after a week off. And you're like, what do you mean? We just had a week off um, for for Christmas break. But I've, my one one year at Christmas break, I gained like nine pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> good Christmas. That's a good yeah. Christmas. So, it was it was early in my career too. And I, I, see, this was the problem was I didn't have a house yet. I didn't have an apartment. So they left me in Christmas break in a hotel. Every single meal was out. I didn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> but nine pounds, a little aggressive. <laughs> what, were, what, were you, what, what were you? Nine pounds. How many days was it? Christmas break. Uh, the way it panned out for us that year was like, we had an extra day and a half. We did like a later practice. Yeah. And so it would have been three full days. It was a, it was a solid three full days of three pounds a day. Oh. But I was at Bruno's. Uh, like I went to Bruno's. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, to the, yeah. the restaurant. So this is our, this is Bob. Bobby and I have an old connection. Talked to this before. We're friends with Bruno who owns the Anaheim white house. And the food there is like it's spectacular. Yeah, they have the souffle, the souffle there, Bob, the chocolate oh, souffle. I've had you everything have... you could have on that menu. Oh, it's just delicious. But yeah, that's 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 easy to put nine on in three days. So I I I just saw there was a funny comment from Eric in the chat. We need the Randy option as our Peloton coach. <laughs> yeah. I kept asking for a Peloton in the room, and they're like, "Nope, not a chance." <laughs> so, <laughs> That'd be pretty I'm good. A, I almost bought my own uh, to put it there, but yeah. That'd be pretty good. Okay, let's get to lock of the day. Uh, As we get set for back-to-back games, they're in Nashville tonight. Oh, boy. So Ottawa is 3-2-1 and on the second half of back-to-back games this season. Not bad. 500 Uh, on the back-to-backs is good. However, they're facing a Nashville team that's won five in a row, all on the road, mind you. So this is their first game back after a long road trip. And at home, they're just three and nine. So they're not great. Um, but Ottawa, they got that goaltending issue that we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forsberg is one and three lifetime, and Corpusello is two and six. By the way, Corpusello, 0 oh and five in Nashville. So are they going to go back to Forsberg after pulling after 20 minutes yesterday? I, yeah. I would think it's Forsberg, right? Yeah, I think so. I just, I think they pulled him for that reason. Obviously, it wasn't good uh, enough, but I think that had a lot to do with it. Hey, we can we can still find a way to try and claw back into this one while saving one a. Excuse me for tomorrow night. I think that it had a lot to do with the the pool. So, uh, Ottawa's not very good on the road, mind you. And in Nashville, in their last eight visits, they have one win. Yeah, it's so, a hard building, man. It's such a hard building to play in. I don't know why it's such a hard building to go into. Because you're, it, well, are guys out? Well, they wouldn't have been out last night. No, 
no, there's something about the like I've played there in the playoffs and um when you're not going out and like I it's just and I've played there tons when we were in Anaheim and they're divisional game or not divisional but conference games right where you're just I don't know what to and then played there in Detroit where we got whacked seven to one like there's just something about the building for and it's for me but I think a lot of players feel that way too. Yeah, it's it's my favorite city to go to for sure. It's about it's all, it's awesome awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I played there for two years, and we always – I don't know. It's Yeah, I agree, Bob. Like, I remember going there as a visitor. Yeah, you just kind of feel weird in there. It's kind of a darker building. Yeah. Um, There's no energy. They – they uh, back in the day, they used to have – I think they did this on purpose. They used to have the best-looking ice girls there. Oh, now it's Dallas. I mean, not that I, I've heard. And they and, – and we, and, we, and we would laugh. We would laugh on the Nashville bench. Because they were, they would purposely skate by the visitors' bench, and you could just smell the perfume and everything. And the, yep. the other, the other teams just rubbernecking the whole way on the bench. And oh that yeah, had, that might have had something to do with the playing better Did, at home too, distracting that, the uh, the visitors. That was always the thing. It was like, don't get all the caught, don't get caught by the coaches or on TV creeping. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yeah." laughs> so, you, you know what it's in Dallas. They line them, they sit them in a line as you walk by them and the visitors on the way to yeah. the ice. Oh, yeah. None of them ever high five me. I try every time. <laughs> I got my hand out. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, not that uh, you should ever be distracted. Uh, no. So, what wh I'm going, you know what? I'm going first today. I'm taking Nashville. Okay. Um, I know it's the, it's the game after the road trip that's always that letdown game. But I don't like Ottawa's goaltending. So until I don't know what's going to happen there. They so. need. Um, I'm taking Nashville just because they need this. They need the points, and I think they're, they're hanging on to a playoff spot. Yep. Yeah, and I think that they really want to make the when they traded everybody away, aside from Saros and and Yossi, they really wanted to say we can do this with our core and our group that guys and like they want to give these young guys a chance to play yeah. um, in the playoffs and and make themselves and validate the move. So I I think. I think they need the points where I think they win. Yeah, I like Nashville's goaltending. I'm, uh, yeah, tough, York, tough you to just argue. pick the Sens, for the love of God. No, I'm taking Nashville. You have a chance. You can tie Bob tonight with a win. Not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I didn't feel good about my Sens pick last night either. I just, it's tough to trust Ottawa's goaltenders over a consistent stretch of time. So, going Nashville. Sorry, I'm picking. I'm taking. Uh, I'll take Ottawa. Right. You're gonna go. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's a gamble game. I like that. Three, two, and one in back to backs. Yeah. I'm not happy after last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I did think about him, but I just I'm I'm here in Nashville. I watched them quite a bit, obviously, and um I think they they, they really want to reward these young guys. So I yeah, there's I some hung, there's some hunger in that lineup. Yeah, law of averages. Law of averages too. I, I actually believe in that. You can't consistently play at the level Otto was playing at. It's just it's impossible. I agree. They, they're uh, you. It's tough to win more than five games. Like it's not easy to win six games in a row. No, no. It's, they're not uh, very good at home. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Corpusalo might start too. I think they might start with Corpusalo. He didn't. He didn't play terrible when he came in. I just. I didn't like the goals by Forsberg last night. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he earns a back-to-back -back start after a couple of those goals he let in. I wish I, I could. I have no sorry. idea how they're going to do it, but I. I 
you're right, Yorkie. I just think that they're like he's still the they're hoping album. they're hoping yeah. because Corpus has been so bad. But yeah, it's flip a coin, flip, throw it up. Who are we starting? So uh, I did see it. I believe it's a tweet. I apologize from where it's at, but there was someone that said Steve Stales should just kidnap UC Saros after the game uh, and just <laughs> get him on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. Is he the okay? Is he the, so is he, is, is he the answer if you're looking for a goalie? He's well, okay. Hold good. on a second. Tell me, tell me that you would keep the status quo over putting Saros in net. Yeah, but no. you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give. What are you giving up to get him? That's the you're thing. Doesn't matter. You can't win without goaltending. You can't do it. I agree. I agree. We, no, we, listen. I agree. We could put all the packages together in the world, and none of us have any idea because of the what fact that. I don't know if he's got trade protection for one. If you can move a goalie out, like nobody's going to say, Hey, we'll take Corpus out unless you're retaining <laughs> 85%. Like, so the answer is yes. And I'd pay almost whatever the price was to put Saros and net over what we have now. Yes. But I don't care what the price is. Cause it's not, it's probably not going to happen. So if I could do it, I would, that's it. We must be getting here nine, nine five mil and, and no, hungry. no trade clause. Saros got he's any like, buddies? He's, like, on he has, like, he's without a clause, so it's just five mil. Oh, yes. Okay. So he has no season. no trade clause. Correct. And he's got oh. one year left. Yeah. That's a lot. He's only 28 years old. I thought he was older than that. Dude, he's been good for a long time, too. 28 years old. He'll be 29 in April. Yeah, he's in the prime of his career right now. Just looking at his. Uh, he's going to get. Got to get six. Get well. I was going to say six million. Never mind. He's going to get eight. Would he? Seven? Seven and eight. Yeah. If he's what already at five, what million. Million. oh, yeah, but he's not, he's not it, there. I'm just basing it off of that and going a little lower. I feel like he's in that same eight million range. Yeah. I think he's a seven million dollar goalie for sure. And I would pay it all day. Yep. I, yep. So I don't, yeah, like, why wouldn't you do it, Yorkie? Uh, Hellebuck. No, I, 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 I thought I thought he was older. I didn't realize he was only 28 years old. Now I would if I could get him, and for sure, like he's a huge upgrade on what they have, <laughs> massive upgrade. Yep. I uh, I don't see them, and I, the corporate cello, I just don't see the bio, regardless of how bad it gets. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. They'll find a way to bury him in the A. Uh, before we go. Just a reminder, coming up, it's almost like the last week of voting. If you would like to vote for us at, uh, for through the Brent, the Coming in Hot podcast with Brent Wallace, uh, it's at Faces. If you just go on to uh, Faces and go down to Media and then click on uh, Sports Podcasts, you can vote for the uh, Coming in Hot podcast with Brent Wallace. Uh, I'd appreciate your vote. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it every day. Go to facesmag.ca slash awards. <laughs> Go vote for Wally, everybody. We've got no, we've got no comment. <laughs> I actually was just uh, with the guys from Faces uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Did you say yeah. good things about us? About uh, Bob, I did. Yeah. How about you? You're the guy. Listen, I'm still hurt from our night at Yuck Yucks when your guard was down and you kept referring to the show as the Brett Wallace show. <laughs> <laughs> like, not once, you, not twice, three you, times. You realize I do this on purpose. Uh, Wally was on a roll uh, 
Um, oh no, Bobby. He was just, he was firing out missiles. He had a, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was like a therapy session. <laughs> oh, i'll come see the next day actually i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't come see it <laughs> oh boy like, i'm in oh. canada in june for the art cows and that's my that's, i'm not coming oh. up anymore where yeah. are they playing somewhere in toronto um are they at I, the I, molson amphitheater it's a really i i thought it was something bud budweiser theater yeah yeah so downtown toronto yeah yeah i used to call the molson amphitheater so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see them there. I can't wait. It's like the Hollywood Bowl, like a lot smaller, obviously, but kind of that outdoor setting theater. Oh, wise. yeah. Yeah. Or, I by the, a buddy of mine or is it Budweiser Gardens? Is it not? Budweiser right? Gardens is what sounds right. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I think that's London. It's in London? I think so. Budweiser I Gardens. Better, no, I know. I know. So I know it's in Toronto. Um, I didn't buy the, the ticket. Budweiser Stage is Toronto. That Budweiser Gardens right. is London. Okay. You really? Yeah. <laughs> You gonna uh, you gonna you gonna make your way up to Ottawa for a day or two? No, <laughs> no. Wow. It's a quick like I'm going up, watching the show, coming back. My son's birthday is right after it, so I got to get back. Oh, no, so you could up. come up beforehand. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 You could have just guess... said, "Okay, let me look at the calendar, and I'll get back to you." But... We can do a live <laughs> show in Toronto if you want on Friday. No, we don't do Friday shows. I'm leaving on Friday. I'm back on Monday, so can't do. Oh, it, we though. can. You could for you, Bob. We'll do a anyway. All right. I'm not. Uh, we're not, back tomorrow. We're not. We're not way. getting a Friday show out of Yorkie in the summer. He's got a tea time. Oh, early. It's got. A, I got a standing 10 a.m. tee off on Fridays. <sighs> That's the best time. Best yep. time to be off. Yep. Yeah. I'm still upset you didn't take me to uh, your trivia night last night. Oh, you know what? One of our uh, one of our uh, listeners was there last night. I didn't. Uh, I think it was. Uh, Uncle Shikadance checked in there for a first night ever. Had a great night. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're on. We're back tomorrow, 3 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, gentlemen. No. <laughs> Is it nine? Nine. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think you're wrong. I have I have a niner. So it is. Schedule. 9 a.m. tomorrow. Okay. We'll discuss, <laughs> we'll discuss this game. So uh, take care. Enjoy your day. See Let's- everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Coming In Hot. If you enjoyed the show, hit that like button and be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.